Skip, I know Skip. I know Skip. I know Skip. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch this is Thank You to NIL. Welcome back to Name, Image, and Podcast, a special Friday edition for you. It's Friday, September third, <laughs> and uh, Michael, we've made it. College football, we, college football is it's, back. It's all, it's all here, Kyle. We got college football. We us. had, we had football weather roll through our neck of the woods. We got Great. the the green chili bratwurst back on sale at the grocery store. I mean, that's how you really know. Take yeah, me, the leaves are changing now. Green, green chili bratwurst. But, uh, but yeah, once again, welcome to Name Image Podcast. Uh, this is your host, uh, Carl, Carl, Kyle, Kyle, Carl, however you want to say it. Uh, and then we got Big Mike with us as always. Big Mike, how you doing? I'm Kyle. We just we just went to Top Golf. Obviously, we got some golf in now. I'm zapped with a Miller Lite. We're about to talk some football. And the greatest day is tomorrow. Like it, it's just there's no. You take Christmas. You can take all the holidays. Throw them out. Tomorrow's the day. It, it's just it is what it is. It is. It's the first Saturday of college football season. This is going to be wonderful. But we've gotten. We had a nice little appetizer uh, last night, and you know, even today we got some oh, games yeah. coming up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll just start real quick. Last night, a uh, few few decent games. We had Ohio State, Minnesota, which is pretty exciting. You know, Utah kicked off their season. We had a really good game between UCF and Boise. But uh, what were your quick reactions? Ohio State ended up uh, coming away with it. I think they won by fourteen. I think the spread was what fourteen. Fourteen and a half, and right? half which uh, that's Oof, a bad. Love beat. it. I mean, Vegas. Uh, <laughs> Vegas already on their on their shit, huh? Already. I mean, it's it, that I spent the majority like that was the one game I tuned in for, for like the majority the whole thing. And you know, it's one of those. It was such a good game, but it's in it, it, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If there there's a couple plays that if Minnesota could just have them back, I think I I, I don't think they win. And I texted you before the game and I told you what my pregame prediction was. And it, I they didn't run away with it like I thought they would at the end because a, a couple touchdowns is. We would expect a little more from the right. number four Ohio State, but I just if Minnesota was there, man, like if they just could take yeah. a couple plays back and and kind of not get in that panic mode towards the end, like I think we, we were sniffing it up. Well, I, but I texted you and I, I I even said I was like the one thing Minnesota can't have right here is a turnover, and I shit you not, literally right. that as soon as I hit send. Uh, that was that big uh, fumble. <laughs> was it? Yeah, fumble <laughs> for a touchdown. Strip and, that, uh, baby. Right, and that's that is as a team like Minnesota, you're going up against one of the the heavyweights in Ohio State. Like, and we'll see this with Miami and Alabama. Right. And the thing that right. Minnesota, I think, did well is that they didn't always they punted a little bit early, right? Which is fine. Like, right. I can't just say go for it every time. But when they had to go for it, when they even when it was deep in their own territory, they went for it. And, right. and a few of those plays resulted in huge runs and stuff. That's what you have to do. And that's what we'll get to because we're going to do a few a few. Uh, some previews and stuff for not necessarily all the biggest games, but definitely some of the games that we kind of find the most interesting. Yep. Um, we got a little bit of uh, NIL news, nothing really exciting, but um, yeah, it's a really, really the, the premise of this one. We're just full torque for, for college football. <laughs> but, but anyways, to, to recap there, you know, Minnesota, I think did a good job of, of making, you know, those, those gut check decisions, right. right. To go forward and, and really kind of play balls out. Yep. And unfortunately the, the turn there was that the, uh, the crucial, 
turnover, especially right. one that goes for six points. It, so that yeah. was just, and that was the difference. I mean, you, you cut that, and then it's within one score, and maybe it changes some things. Right. But yeah, that's uh, that's just you just can't have that, and that that's the hard part about going against if you're Minnesota going against Ohio State. You really do have to almost play a perfect game, oh, yeah. and to ask a lot of those kids to come out the first game of the season and play a perfect game, that's gonna right. be a, a rough go. Well, and that's it's like you just said, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because part of me thinks like if they if they caught Ohio State like they did last night in week two at home, like maybe they get one kind of cupcake under their belt and kind of you know knock the rust off. Yep. But at the same time, you're also allowing another week, a first week for Ohio State to kind of do the same deal. And Ohio State, you could tell from the beginning of that game to where they ended up, they started off a little rusty. They still had the big plays in the first half. But, I mean, for the, for Minnesota to go down, bring it into seven points, and then for Ohio State to turn right around like they did and just a little halfback dump-off pass and go 70 yards to the house, like, that's, I mean well, – that's what it is, and that's really if you if you start digging into you know, it's not rocket science here, so I don't want to be like you dig into numbers, but really if you look at the numbers, the best teams are the ones who have the shortest drives in that they're able to dump it off and score a touchdown that quickly because outside of that you're relying on a freshman or a sophomore QB yep. to sustain a long drive. In the NFL, sure, it's all about sustaining drives and chewing right. up that clock and things like right. that. But really in college football, it's how quickly can you score because there's likely a mistake coming if you don't score exactly. quick enough. And that, I think you probably put it the best way I've ever heard anybody say it because that's really what it is. If you can limit the amount of times that Shroud has to throw that ball and not only limit the amount of times he has to throw it, but then take those times he does throw it and you can put it in very controlled, easy throw situations, that's what Ohio State does best because they just they load up every year with you know weapons across the board. That makes it for a 19-year-old first-season freshman like Shroud, it's it's so much easier, right? Like, if you can make a, a script and just short passes, as we saw last night, it just makes everything go so much smoother. Yeah, and oh my God, Travion Henderson, my goodness. They had, they were talking about him, and they said pregame, like the Ohio State coaches said, oh, this guy's special, this is, you know, but you hear that every year. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Travion, I mean, and I, I texted our buddy Kate, who's a big Ohio State fan, and I said, like, uh, Travion Henderson will be in the Heisman consideration or an All-American selection at some point during his career. Because, I mean, you just saw that two touches, basically, yeah. uh, a run to the house and then that dump-off pass to the house as well. My God. I mean, yeah. Ohio State's looking good, but, it, it God, it's going to be really interesting to see you know, as far as the you know, see like the, the big four, you know, your, your Alabamas, your Clemsons, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. I mean, Alabama uh, has a brand new quarterback coming in. I'm, you know, we'll yeah. see if that really matters when they play Miami <laughs> later. Um, you know, Clemson's a little bit of uncertainty with with DJU in there um, at quarterback. Ohio State's got the new quarterback as well, so it's a little bit more wide open. But you know, it's it's right. the very first, uh, you know, first first few games of the season. And uh, it's it, we got a long got a long season oh, yeah. ahead of us. Oh yeah, so, no, it's yeah, yeah. No, sorry. It's good. I'm I'm just I'm looking at it now. I'm, look, I'm looking back to the numbers and everything you're saying is just it's it, like you said. Minnesota had to play a perfect game and big big plays are gonna happen, but they, just too many. Right at the end of the day, there yep. was just too many big plays. And but hey, good game nonetheless. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah. Uh, real quick, just wrapping up some of the other ones. You know, Boise State UCF was a great one. Um, I think Boise State got up to like a twenty-one nothing lead, um, and then I forget that Gus Malzahn, coach for UCF, uh, <laughs> was able to kind of manufacture a little comeback with Dylan Gabriel. Um, you know, a really exciting game. Actually, it was a lot of fun. I um, 
didn't catch the end of it. I just got a little tired, but sort of peered out a little bit. But yeah, UCF was able to come out of that deficit and win 36-31. I know a lot of people were putting their money on UCF as well, so um, I think that turned out well. Uh, quick reactions to Utah State Weber. Uh, Charlie Brewer is as advertised. Uh, final stat line, 19 of 27, so that's 70%. Uh, 233 yards, two touchdowns, about nine yards per attempt. Uh, can't really get much better than that. Even ran it a little bit as well. Had you know, four, 15 yards, which like that's enough to pick up that one or two first downs. But uh, I, I'm really excited about Utah this year. I, I think they're Charlie Brewer is a great little plug and play quarterback. He's only going to be here a year. Um, transfer from Baylor, but he just little dink and dunk passes, nothing too crazy. And then you know his few shots downfield were right on the money. It's Weber State, sure, but still. I, I'm very oh, yeah. high on the Utes. Very high on the Utes. Oh, yeah. It's, it, um, and especially, like you said, it is Weaver State. But coming off of a COVID year, and, and I think that there's going to be so many different takeaways from coming out of COVID because even last night in the in the Ohio State-Minnesota game, they are talking about, like, you could take the Big Ten records from last season and just throw them out the window. Because, like, yeah. Minnesota was, like, 3-4 and four last year, and they came off 11 season. Show. Right. Yep. So for Utah to come out, control the game i mean we talked about it earlier in person like they had let up a kickoff return but like you said that guy's that guy's a stud in his respective fcs level so i mean clean it up a little bit but yeah i think you know utah cleans up the little stuff and and brew just keeps producing like he did i think they're fun to watch the pac-12 i think i think it's gonna be fun yep but as far as just our little NIL segment, uh, there was one commercial in particular that uh, that kind of jumped right off the page. Which one was that one, Mike? Dude, it's the Dr. Pepper commercial, which I didn't think that they could get any better because I love the Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I do love this. I love fans. Like, it's, it's one of those little caveats of, of college football that we, that we yep. say we love them because uh, you got the boss in there and the stupid storylines. But, yeah, uh, DJU, uh, you know, Clemson QB popping up there and – and uh, I was wondering how that was going to play out, like kind of the first rendition of who we're going to see. It makes sense, obviously. DJ, you'd be the one, but uh, it was it was a fun little subtle subtle intro he did there. So, um, yep, yeah, no, it's it was it was cool just to kind of see the first national one, I guess. So, you know, we've yeah. seen the local deals, but to see the first national one play out, and, and it wasn't with like, the current player, yeah, right. current big name player, yeah. But but really, outside of that, it, it's kind of um, like we expected, kind of quieted down a little bit because I think now it's everyone's kind of in war mode, you yep. know. So. Yep. But yeah, so with that, let's move right in. We're going to do, so this is kind of going to be the structure as we move through college football season. Um, I think we're still going to probably keep it just once a week, um, but really we're going to just kind of give our previews of, you know, we're really going to handpick just about four or five games each week, and we're going to get some audience inclusion as well. I think we're going to start with four, and then we'll, you know, I think Mike will throw out a um, a poll on the pod. What's the, what's the pod handle for... Um, Twitter. It is at name image pod. Thank you. Thank you for the plug, Kyle. I appreciate it. Let me confirm shameless that. plug. But uh, no, hey, it's not shameless. This is this is this is how we're gonna make our money one day. Yeah, at yeah. Name, name image pod. Give us a follow. Yep, so we'll, we'll pick out, like you said, we'll, we'll do with four games. We identify them between the two of us, so we kind of want to talk about. But uh, we'll we'll throw a poll up with a few options, and and we'll let the, we'll let the viewers decide. Viewers, I guess. Listeners. Yeah. What what games do you want to hear us talk about? Because you know, every all the other college football podcasts, they're going to talk about you know the big matchups. Like obviously, this week is is probably Clemson, Georgia, Clemson's probably the big one. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, we're going to look at some of the other ones that kind of just you know bring some intrigue because I think especially if you're listening and you know, like Mike and I. We, we are diehard college football fans where it doesn't matter what game it is like we're going to be watching but a lot of people are like why do you watch it's only the same four 
teams every week, and those are the ones who are just going to tune in for those types of you know the big the big matchups. Yep. But we want to kind of give you the whole the whole gamut of uh, just the different storylines and intrigue and things that kind of stand out to us. So um, with that, yeah, let's get it started. So it is Friday, and Friday. Big day for big day for me. Uh, it is the opener for Michigan State and Big Ten matchup. <laughs> Michigan State Northwestern, baby. So that's at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Michigan State on the road against Northwestern. Um, Mel Tucker really in his first year after you know being uh, swooned away by the uh, by the millions of dollars we threw at him from Colorado and uh, it took a lot of heat from a lot of fan bases and things like that and Colorado Buffs are still probably mad about it but hey he's our guy now uh, COVID year last year and he came in in like February of last year oh, yeah. so couldn't get anything started you know it was a pretty much of a, a dumpster fire of a season as we expected but hey big wins against uh, Michigan for one and against Northwestern uh, last year a ranked Northwestern team so uh, a lot of a lot of promise a lot of you know a lot of transfers coming in this year so I'm really excited about Michigan State but they do open as uh, road dogs um, road dogs I think they it's minus three is what the current spread is here and I know we sprinkled a little bit of love on there I hear something in the background there Michael I don't know what you're watching but sorry uh, sorry, sorry yeah oh, a little Lord. distracted oh, yeah, yeah I don't know that's that's the video app. my bad <laughs> you're, as you're you saying Kyle Yep, so Michigan State Northwestern, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's going to be a little Friday nightcap for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, who we haven't announced our quarterback yet. It's either going to be Peyton Thorne or Anthony Russo. I think it's going to be Peyton Thorne. He's a sophomore quarterback. He came in late last season. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, bless his heart, loved the name. He beat Michigan, which is awesome. He's gone on to Northern Illinois. So no more Rocky Lombardi. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Michigan State looks with all these transfers. And this is really the blueprint for a lot of programs. Now that the transfer portal is such a big deal, Yep. You know, like a coach like this at a program like Michigan State getting this many transfers, can he put it together and get everybody on the same page? That's going to be a blueprint for other programs to follow because, you know, we don't have the luxury to recruit like the Clemson's, the Ohio State's and things like that. We are going to have to rely on a lot of transfers. And in the past, it just, you know, maybe you'd get one or two. But I think we brought in about 19, 15 or 19 transfers, something along those lines, <laughs> and a lot in key starting positions as well. So to see how that's going to play out, you know, in a, I'm not going to say a hostile environment, but a road environment. Um, Michigan State fans, there's a big contingent in Chicago, though, which is great. I've been to Ryan Field uh, in, in Evanston, right outside of Chicago. Nice, small, little, old school, very intimate stadium. I mean, you're, you're right on the action, which is pretty <laughs> cool. So I don't think it's going to be necessarily a big hostile environment, but uh, an interesting road test uh, to start off the start off the, the weekend, really. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think, uh, you know, like you said, it Throw, throw last year out. It, it is what it is. It was COVID year. Uh, it, I, I, I'm a firm believer that Mel Tucker can, you know, what what we deem the scope of turnaround is uh, on that timeline. But, you know, I think they come in and make it competitive. I'm just looking through the stuff right now. I mean, it's it's it could go either way in my eyes. So I think, oh, you yeah. know, you're, if your Spartans come in, play the game they want to play, don't don't get frazzled, kind of don't get outside of their, you know, their – their comfort zone. I think that you you pull away a win on that, and then you head into the season with a little bit of momentum. And I, I think Mel Tucker can do something big. So excited to watch this yeah. game. Kind of get kind of get the eyes, like you said, a bunch of transfers. You know, see how they all pan out. And you know, you're looking on paper is one thing, but to see how they kind of plug in and play is a whole another story. Exactly. So uh, I think I think a lot of a lot of takeaways to be had after the week one game. That's for sure. 
Big time. Yeah, and before that, and I, I don't think we're going to go too in-depth on it, but it's your North Carolina Tar Heels uh, playing <laughs> a little Virginia Tech. I love that. Um, it's such, it's, such a uh, trap game. It is such a trap right, game. Right, right, because all the hype oh. and everything. Uh, it's, it's in Blacksburg, and that was something we mentioned, how Virginia Tech is one of the coolest intros you know coming out to enter sandman so we're gonna be watching that i'm super excited to see that um but let's see if north carolina can do it a lot of hype behind howell uh for a lot of good reason um but yeah what a what a fun game to to start off the evening at four o'clock uh mountain time and so and virginia tech is a team and it seems like i can't speak for all sports but at least for football and basketball it seems like no matter how bad or good they are in any given year they are always always... prone to give you an upset (laughs) like always always or just yeah or they, they always show up and they're going to be excited. God, I, I'm telling you, if you guys haven't really tuned in, like tune in early to that one because, yeah, seeing the Enter Sandman and seeing them enter the field, it is one of the coolest traditions in college football, without a doubt. Oh, so, yeah. and it, it, it's if Virginia Tech, what makes me like nervous for them is UNC starting to get up there. They're getting some bigger name recruits, and so. Virginia Tech is literally the human embodiment of just a blue collar program. Like it, those 100%. kids are going to show up and they are going to punch you in the mouth over and over again. And solid special teams, very always solid special teams. That oh, was yeah. a, a big uh, beamer ball. That was always huge there. Yeah. So uh, it's, um, I'm nervous. I think that's a trap game. I'm surprised. I, I I saw a little bit of it. A little bit of a. Uh, attention given to it earlier this morning when I was watching ESPN as a potential upset, but I'm, I'm surprised that that hasn't uh, been a little more uh, a popular of a pick in Vegas as far as an upset goes. So, yep. Fingers crossed. So, so beyond that though, to get a little bit more in depth, what was a game that kind of jumped off the page for you? Something that you wanted to dig a little bit deeper into? You know, I obviously in my roll tied playing Miami and it's not so much. I think that, you know, like you said, Bryce, we got, we got a new quarterback. There's, there's some question marks if you want to call them that. Uh, but I, I think we're going to get the same Alabama team. We get a year in and year out for like the last six years. They may, you know, a little bit of kinks in the road to work out. But I think that it'll be the same product we get every year. I'm more so intrigued on Miami and how they're going to perform in this game because I think that that's going to give us – as a viewer, a pretty good gauge on where they're at in this. It's not a rebuild, but kind of a rise back to prominence, if you will. Expectations. You know, right. Yeah, like, expectations have been risen for sure. If You got De'Aaron King coming back yep. off an injury, off an injury. Right. Um, right. You know, it's a neutral, quote-unquote neutral site. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I hate these that's, neutral site games, that's to be Alabama's, honest. Put it on campus. That's Alabama's auxiliary gym. Like, they play at the Mercedes, yeah. <laughs> like, every year they play a game there. Yeah, I did watch them a few years ago. They played USC at um, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. That was really cool. Um, but, yeah, they, they are the kings of kind of that early opening matchup. But, yeah, I'm very intrigued by this one as well. I think a lot of people are. Um, it's 1.30 p.m. That's uh, Mountain Time. Everything here is Mountain Time. We live in, in, in this time zone. Deal I think as most of our listeners do deal with it. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. Like I mentioned, uh, you know, new quarterback for Alabama, but they are in full-on just reload mode. It's not right. rebuild mode ever for Alabama. Nope. Same with those other programs we mentioned. It is just you reload. Uh, but, yeah, seeing Bryce Young, that'll be uh, – see what kind of, you know, options he has. And, you know, they lost a lot of their talent at wide receiver. The Heisman winning – um, <laughs> wide receiver was it was it Devin was it Devin Smith? Am I already forgetting? Uh, Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith, uh, and and a few other skill players, but it doesn't matter. They just no. reload. They're gonna have no. some giant human being of a running back, 
And I think the key to Miami, and they're in a little bit of a different situation than Minnesota was, but not too far off. But if Manny Diaz thinks he's going to go out there and just be able to like either A, out coach or B, like just kind of go toe-to-toe with Alabama, he's absolutely wrong. Because right. this is a game right. where it's the first game of the season. You, If it's fourth and short, you better be going for it every single time. Right. If you're anywhere near that halfway yard line, you want to keep the ball. Because you give it back to Alabama, they're going to score. Yep. They're going to beat you up, and then by the third quarter, those those defensive linemen and, and linebackers for Miami are going to be like, well, I'm done tackling this whoever beast is right. at running back right. for Alabama. And so you have to ride that wave, take those chances. No one's going to be like, oh, Manny Diaz, what are you thinking? Going for it there, blah, blah, blah. No, right. this, is, this is what you have to do. You have to go out there and prove a point saying, like, you know what? We may not have the skill talent and this and that, but, you know, we're just going to line up, and you either got to stop us or, you know, or figure it out. So I hope yep. that Miami doesn't go for this hole. Like, yeah, we're just going to go three and out, punt, you know, punt here, punt there, take a field goal option. It's like, no, you go, go in there and you play to win the game. If you play not to lose, Alabama's going to curb something. Right, right. And I think, I, let, me, let me pull it up, Springs with Blager. So, DraftKings Sportsbook has them at plus 19 and a half. I, yeah. I, 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 think, I think they don't cover, but I think that it's a, it's a very last-minute second squad for Alabama. Gets a cheap one at the end. They don't cover time to deal because, like you said, you, just, you, you can't – if you think you're going to come out and you're going to just out-muscle Alabama and just kind of, like, play the man's game with them – it's going to be a tough, tough go for you. So if if they can execute everything they need to execute, you can't you can't have any little mishaps. You can't have a false starts on drive. Like if you clean clean it up, play a clean slate of a game. Again, I don't think Miami yeah. has it to beat Alabama, but I think that they have enough to make it competitive. And then and I think really at the end of it, it'll show themselves. You know, as as a program, like man, like we can we can hang with like the top dogs, like like we are Miami, like this we, this is the that's Miami kind of their expectation, missing. yeah. Coming in top fifteen, uh, I think they're ranked number fourteen uh, according to most categories. So, like I said, they have kind of that that luxury to just go out there and if they play fearless, I think they'll have a good shot. But mm-hmm. just like with Minnesota, they can't afford the backbreaking, exactly. either the turnover, right, like a fumble, scoop and score, an interception, scoop and score. If you, you throw an interception, fine, but as long as you make the tackle and it's deep in their territory, sure, whatever. But uh, the special teams as well. Alabama, that is where they are most deadly, as Michigan State once played Alabama in the college football <laughs> playoff, lest we forget. Michigan State did hold their own for a little bit, but uh, they had a punt, and Alabama, I can't remember who the kick returner was, but he was incredible. Uh, we had to punt, and he just broke about six tackles and ran it to the house, and that was it, right? And yep. Al- Miami's in the same boat. They cannot afford a, a, a juice play like that is what, how, how I'll categor- categorize that. Something that completely just sucks the juice out of one team and puts it all on the other team. That uh, uh, kick return, punt return, fumble return for touchdowns, any any of those big type of plays, Miami cannot afford that. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's, it, and, you, and you have to play, again, like you, you got to make the tackles. We, we can't come out here, and, and, and I understand everybody wants to take everybody's head off and make the big hits and everything like that, but like, that's where Alabama is going to. That's where those big plays happen. It's it's a, a run outside, pretty straightforward deal, and then one missed tackle, and then another missed tackle, and then you know it's seventy yards to the house, and it's kind of a backbreaker. So if they say right, yep, yep, not, I, I was going to go ahead. Same thing, same thing, especially with this uh, untested quarterback. Make him sustain drives. 
yep. like Ohio State last night, they didn't have to really. They had a yep. few where they did, but then as soon as they got that big play, it was over. And that's that's how with a young quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback make him sustain drives. Yep. So Miami, they'll probably go for somewhat of a, a bend but don't break. Try to get pressure on them. I'm sure Ohio State or Alabama, excuse me, has probably two or three first round offensive linemen. You know, I'm sure I, I haven't done any roster studying because it's pointless because they're all just going to be household names by the end of it. But yeah, as Miami, you have to force Alabama to somehow sustain just long drives because then then you have the most opportunities for uh, you know fumbles or a good sack or penalties things like yeah. that um, things that are very uncharacteristic uncharacteristic right. of a Nick Saban team. But that's your only hope if you're Miami. You can't give them the big plays. Right, and that's and that's is even if you know don't let them blow the top off you. Like don't. Yeah, like, exactly. Keep yep. everything in front of you. Like if, if they're going to get after it and they're going to, you know, take 15, 20 yard chunks every now and then, like so be it. Like keep it in front. Let them condense the field. Let them get that. You know, even if they're driving, play in a condensed field because that's where that's where these freak, you know, tip of the line of scrimmage or a bad decision. Like that's where that stuff is prone to happen. If you play too aggressive and then you let, you know, the next four star wide receiver that Alabama has hanging in the wings that we've never heard of, but it'll be a Heisman favorite by week six. You let that yeah. guy get loose in the you know, in the secondary, it's going to be awful. It's going to end bad for everybody. So, yeah, no, I, I, like yeah. I said, overall, if they if they can cover, I I don't think they cover. I think it's a twenty one point game. It's all said and done, but I think it's competitive for the most part. I'm hoping it's pro, it's probably one of the games to watch this weekend obviously just because the the matchup um yeah yeah i'm excited that afternoon game yeah because outside of that there's not uh well there's so we'll, we'll touch on a few a few more here obviously yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the morning so 10 a.m mountain time of course uh penn state wisconsin another uh little big 10 uh barn burner there uh, between two oh you know very God. successful big 10 programs every year right <laughs> always always solid between penn state and Wisconsin really looking forward to this one a lot of uncertainty you know Wisconsin Penn State both had you know little lackluster seasons but like we already mentioned we're not really going to compare much to last season just because of how much of a shit show it was right but you know what Wisconsin's going to do they're going to run the ball right whoa, whoa. that's their bread and butter um and you know shame on me I just haven't really done a whole lot of research on Wisconsin but I know their quarterback's going to be um Graham Mertz typically or that that's what I'm except um you know, expecting there. He was, I think, a five-star quarterback coming in and showed some promise and I think got COVID last year and, and fell off pretty big. But I'm assuming it's going to be Graham Mertz. And then running back, it's going to be running back by committee. I mean, you, you go on the roster, I, I'm still scrolling uh, with how many running backs they have. It's incredible. <laughs> but um, we'll see. We'll see who they who they trot out there. They usually do kind of a little bit of a, a two to three running backs in there that, you know, one, a big, always have a big white guy, right? A big white guy bruiser. <laughs> and then they'll follow it up with your Melvin Gordons or your your um, Lonnie, or was it Ronnie Ball? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, what was it? Ball? Monty, uh, Monty Ball. Monty Ball. Denver you know, those Bronco types Brave. of other. Right. Um, and say hey, Melvin Gordon's on the Bronco too right now. So they, <laughs> there you go. Um, so you know what Wisconsin's going to bring to you. Uh, and then you got Penn State on the other side as well. Who a lot of questions after last season. You had uh, Sean Clifford coming in, and I don't think he really did anything to really win over that fan base. He did okay. Um, but, you know, Trace McSorley was just the all-everything quarterback for Penn State. You could expect a little bit of a drop-off, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Clifford struggles. There might be some interesting murmurs going on, um, maybe trying some different ones. They have Taquan Roberson, Mason Stahl, and uh, Christian Velo or Velo. 
uh, in the backups. I don't really none, none of those really jump off the page of me as as anyone I rec, uh, you know recognize by any means. Right. But uh, Penn State does have some good skill position players. Noah Kane's a great running back um, that's gonna you know be able to do something. And then Jahan Dotson, who's probably the best one of the best uh, wide receivers in the country, uh, is gonna be on display as well. Number five, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he's he's always been. He's always been pretty damn good. So th- those are my kind of names to look out for. But there's nothing like a 10 a.m. Uh, wake was, up and look yeah. Big Ten football. I, Big Ten football, baby. I, and it's, it's in Madison. It's in Madison. Keep that in mind. It, ooh, that's, it, that is one one college town I would like to go to just because I've heard and just kind of seen oh, there's yeah. an ungodly amount of smoked meats consumed with a ton of beer. So, I mean, oh, yeah. sign me up. Uh, but t- yeah, I hate I, is it's on Fox and Fox like always puts the best games of their weekend slate at ten o'clock in the morning, like the Red River rivalry yeah. a couple years ago. I had to, we were standing outside of Stoney's downtown at like nine o'clock in the morning trying to get a seat at an Oklahoma watch party. I was obliterated by like one o'clock in the afternoon, and I don't even I don't even remember right. the rest of my day. So it tomorrow is definitely going to be uh, a, a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's going to be one of those. It's going to be another, you know, solid afternoon for me. And as as a new father, uh, I can't just sit and just drink drink the whole day like I used to for sure. So I'm going to have to kind of pick and choose uh, my battles yeah, that's there. Fair. That's fair. But yeah. you know, in the morning it's great. Wake up, have some coffee, and oh, have a little lunch. Have that on. I'm going to probably just be doing some chores or just you know helping out with the baby and stuff. So um, you know, uh, just it's, it's just going to be that one's really going to feel like okay, Saturday's back, baby. Oh, Saturday's yeah. back. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I hate it because it's so early and I have to like force myself to, you know, get over my Friday night hangover earlier in my day. But uh, I know I love it because it it just primes you for the rest of the day because then the rest of the day is just house money after that. I mean, you get the big matchup to start and it's like, all right, you, unless it's a bad game, but I think this is going to be a fantastic game to watch. Uh, You get the rest of the day. Everything after that is just house money. So. Listen, if you Ugh. just follow follow the uh, the Carl Skilp uh, rule of thumb, and and that this is how I'm going to be consuming my adult libations this season. But uh, two two vizies and an edible. That's it. I'm telling you, it puts you in the perfect puts in perfect zone, and then you wake up the next day uh, feeling great, feeling refreshed and energized. So that's uh, that's the motto we live by here in the Parker's household: is uh, two vizies one edible about five milligrams something crazy like 10 milligrams i'm not trying to freaking die over here but um yeah that's uh that's how i'm gonna try to stay in the zone (laughs) stay in the zone this season i'm gonna drink in honor of wisconsin who i'm pulling for here i'm gonna drink as many barley hop beverage as uh, just probably all of them probably 15 tomorrow i don't know i'll I'll keep you updated but uh no i'm pulling for i i like wisconsin just kind of like yeah i I kind of like wisconsin too I just like Wisconsin, and I just again I don't think they're playoff contention yet, but I, I think that they're a team where like if they they're like a, a few good recruits in the next couple of years away from being like they could compete. It just feels like they're always there. It's just that they they always fall a little short. So playing a little bit of a weaker division, you know. But um, yeah, it's uh, will we see suicidal big cat in week one? That that'll be the fun <laughs> thing that we can see. Shout out big cat to Barstool because I know he's listening to this. So. Oh yeah, big time, um, big time. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, Mike, there's a few other games oh. you'd mentioned. I think you brought up was it Indiana, Iowa? Yeah, the Flyover State Showdown, baby. We got it. the Battle of Indiana and Iowa, and I, I. This one speaks to me because on one hand you have Indiana. It, it, they're still. I. They haven't quite in my book broken in to be considered like a, a football school, a football powerhouse. 
I think that they had a very uh, a good season last year and the year before, and they're kind of building off that, and they got they got a little momentum coming. Uh, but if they can beat Iowa, and I believe, let me confirm, it's in Iowa, which let's not forget, we take a moment to wave at the kids. What a, a nice tradition in college football. But if they can go in Iowa and they can pull out a week one win against Iowa, I, I mean – it's you're just set up for success after that because Indiana, like I said, yeah. they, they've kind of been dabbling around with a you know they're they're kind of a legit a football a football power to be reckoned with. So, yeah, no, they, they've definitely had a very steady incline, um, incline uh, with Allen there as their head coach has been awesome. Um, I love Michael Penix Jr. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely talent, but he's coming off an injury as well. Um, and Iowa is just the same goddamn Iowa every season. You know, yeah. they're gonna, nothing fancy, nothing, nothing special here and there. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for Indiana, I think, in this one. Uh, my dog's named Indiana, so there you go. Not <laughs> for the Hawkeyes by any means. But um, it'll be interesting. I, You know, at quarterback, I think you're going to have Spencer Petras back for Iowa, who, who's done pretty well. Um, and then uh, another bevy of running backs as well that they just kind of cycled through there. So, That's fair. Um, yep, so uh, it'd be another one. That's kind of another afternoon game. So that'll be a good game to flip back and forth with uh, Alabama-Miami. Right. Um, will be Indiana-Iowa right. there. The so. Kyle, I, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna liken Michael Penix Jr. to a former college football great, and I I need you to tell me if I'm just way off base or if you can see the resemblance from a playing standpoint, like a play style. I feel like he's just a little. He's like a lesser Jameis Winston, and by lesser I mean lesser, just catastrophic mistakes. But he just he kind of just always rumbles around build. the field, like. It, I'll, I'll give you that. I can kind of give you that. Yeah, same build. I think he's probably a little bit more mobile, just barely. I mean, right, Jameis had, right. some, had some runs. I can see that. I, I, I have no reason to say you're incorrect by that. So. Yeah, right. Cause like, <laughs> I, I'm thinking, like, when I when I think of and – I, and I play back, like, Jameis Winston at FSU. Like I said, he has – when he goes down, he goes down in a tremendous ball of flames, like horrible turnovers and the whole nine – but like just the play style and they're, and they're kind of always have their team in the game no matter what and, and like you never know what version of them you're going to get on any given drive because like Michael Penix Jr. solid but like he is prone to just kind of have like some some uh-ohs where you're just like what was he thinking so I, I don't know I just I sat here I'm looking at him looking at stats I'm like that's just Jameis Winston in 2021. Exactly. So uh, I think last thing we'll do, let's just hit a few other quick hitters, the ones quick that kind of stand out to me. Yep. So uh, at 10 a.m., uh, we got Western Michigan versus <laughs> Michigan. Which Michigan, they're, they're favored by 17 <laughs> points. Um, obviously, Michigan should be winning this handedly. But Western Michigan, every few years, they kind of get it together. Um, and uh, they have a, a quarterback, Bellamy, who's been there forever. Uh, so experienced quarterback. I don't think that he's necessarily going to be rattled by any means. I, I, this is in the big house, uh, but you know, look. I think Western Michigan, same type of thing where they'll they'll if they kind of play smart, they'll they'll be able to hang around and make Michigan fans sweat a little bit. But that's all we want. You know, obviously oh, yeah. Michigan's probably going to win. I just want them to sweat a little bit. No. That's all. I I think if they don't beat them, and I, I don't have the spread pulled up, I'm sure it's probably. 17. Oh, 17. Sorry, sorry, Michigan, you said yeah, that. They're, they're favored. Yeah. If they don't cover that, like, handedly, I, I almost look at it as, like, obviously not a loss, but, like, almost a moral loss because it, it's just, like, Michigan, like, come on. Like, everybody's been giving you yep. your kudos. and Like, you're, you're supposed to have been back, like, three years now. Like, but in my in my selfish Big, a lot of pressure on, right. on Michigan. A lot of right. pressure with Jim Harbaugh, right? So. Right. And I think and I think that that pressure, and, and it's, we'd be foolish to say that, like, I don't think Harbaugh 
like portrays that pressure to his players, but the players are they're smart kids with social media. They understand like there's kind of there's pressure going into this, and that's where like these upsets happen because you know they're they're trying to do too much, they're pushing it too much, like they're turning the ball over, yeah. like they're not playing their game. So, oh yeah. man, I'm, yeah, I'm... Western Michigan they have uh, Ladarius Jefferson that is running back from he's a transfer from Michigan State. He's a he's a beast, big bruiser running back. So that's one to keep an eye on. Um, Fresno State Oregon I think has got upset potential written all over it. Fresno State's already played a game. Uh, they won like forty five to nothing over uh, Connecticut, which is okay, it's Connecticut, but. They have a, a very solid quarterback. He was a transfer from Washington, I believe, um, in – let me pull this up right here. Uh, Jacob Hayner, I think is what it is. Jake Hayner. Um, yeah, 20, 20, 20 of 26, 331 yards, three touchdowns. Fresno State has always been a very good program. I think they won the Mountain West last year or, or whatever conference they were in. Um, whack. I probably sound like such an idiot. The whack or whatever it is. But Fresno State always puts up a good fight. Oregon's got a lot of uncertainty. Oregon's starting quarterback, I believe he's a transfer from Boston College. Boy, are you going to hear that a lot. Is a transfer here, transfer there. Oh, yeah. um, and Anthony Brown, who lost his job at Boston College. So, you know, going to a, a, a place like Oregon, um, you know, a lot of expectations there. They've had some really good quarterbacks. You know, the Justin Herberts, the Marcus Mariotas, you know, those types of guys. So, uh, I think this one's got an upset um, possibly written all over it. Oregon's favored by 20 and a half. And I think if you if you want a chance at some money, I mean, I would, you know, maybe look at <laughs> Fresno State. It's uh, plus 900 if you want to go money line for them, but minus 110 if you uh, take that spread either way. So it's not like super enticing. Um, but, yeah, keep an eye out for that. I think that's going to be a good game. Fresno State, Oregon, I think Fresno State has what it takes to at least hang around a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. I buy it. I, Kyle, you're selling it. I'm buying it. Yep. Um, and then I think lastly, well, another, well hold on, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry, uh, we're, we're getting there. Go I ahead. didn't. What, sorry, sorry. I just saw this, and I, I should have looked a little closer. We were doing it. Texas at Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Texas oh, is yeah. going to start off with that. another loss. Are, are we like? Why did you do this, Texas? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I think Texas might be. Yeah, who knows? They're, they're Texas as well. They're going to be starting a young quarterback. I think a, a true freshman or like a quote unquote freshman who's someone who's there last year. But they just lost Ellinger, who's there forever. So yeah. that's I, another good one to watch. We we do have Georgia Clemson. We forgot to mention that. That is kind of the big matchup. That's the five thirty yes. p.m. the primetime game. But listen, that that could go either way. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good game. Georgia Clemson, yeah. Georgia Kirby Smart. Those guys have to figure it out. And this would be a good way. It, the the nice thing for those two teams is that. A loss there isn't really going to affect him in the long run. That's what I was about to say. Like, for me, in my own personal selfish fan needs, like, I just need it to be a good game to watch because you're exactly right. Like, win or lose, both of these teams should carry on about the rest of their schedules, win the games they're supposed to, win, win out, and then win their respective conferences. Or not, we're conference, excuse me, their respective sides of the conference. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, win or lose, I don't think it really shakes it up too much. Like, it's not going to be, oh my God. Uh, I just want a good yep. game. I want a high-scoring, just just shootout, Kyle. I want the shootout. A good nightcap game will be LSU-UCLA. A lot of people mm-hmm. are kind of circling mm-hmm. this one because, you know, LSU is coming in ranked 16th. They're still kind of rebuilding from their, their um, incredible national title run a few years ago. Um, but they've, they've kind of hit some snags, and Coach O has been kind of here and there. It's like, you know, can he still, can he still do it? Um, <laughs> UCLA's already had a game. 
last weekend, so they, they kind of got that game <laughs> under. Uh, Dor- Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's always you know mentioned as one of those top guys, uh, didn't look that great. So we'll see how that looks against LSU. Uh, played at the Rose Bowl, loved that. Been to the Rose Bowl, beautiful venue. So that, that should have a little bit of intrigue to that as well. Yeah. No, and then I, I mean, just to the last, my last little thought, uh, I keep forgetting because they're playing it on a Sunday, but that's the beauty of Labor Day weekend. Notre Dame at Florida State. I, I think that that's, a, that's an upset alert, yeah. really. I, Mike Norvell, and yeah, Mike Norvell in there for Florida State. They're yeah. kind of still in rebuild mode, but Florida State's going to have the athletes. Uh, Notre Dame exactly. is going to be, you know, they lost their all everything quarterback and Ian Book. He broke all the records and all that fun stuff. And I believe they're going with Jack Cohn, the Cone Zone. Cone. Um, I, I believe he's a Wisconsin transfer. Correct. Nothing. I mean, he's not flashy by any means. Boy, is he no. just kind of you're running no. the quarterback. So no. <laughs> uh, definitely an opportunity for Florida State to, if they want to make a statement, that uh, that would be quite the stage to do it on. They might as well name him. His nickname should just be Wee Character because he is about the most generic human <laughs> being you'll ever see in your lifetime. I but um, no, I, I I I agree about the Florida State side of things. They they're bringing athletes. For state always has athletes they just produce if not great football players fundamental football players they just have freak athletes uh and i think that's the recipe if you're looking for a possible upset especially top 10 upset i think florida state might kind of have that might be the front runner for that because you know you're going you're going down to tallahassee florida state has nothing to lose like okay they lose this game so what so i think they're just gonna throw the book at it and you know be gone from there yep Yep. So, yeah, and then there's uh, Louisville, Ole Miss on Monday. So that that'll uh, hey, we got football yep. weekend, which is awesome. Well, football all weekend. In that in that same vein, Kyle, and, our, and I'll I'll tag it out with this. We have the full slate of football this weekend. What uh, what are some of the nuances or a particular nuance of the college football game and environment that uh, you're, you're most excited to see? Like, what what are you what are you I looking would, forward I would to? Love- I would love to keep a tracker of the amount of times the word transfer is used because it's going to be a record. This a lot of transfer, a lot of transfer players, transfer here, transfer there, transfer everywhere uh, with the new portal. Um, you know, maybe we'll hear about some more NIL stuff, but I think now people are just kind of in football mode. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I can't wait just to hear the, how many times the word transfer is used. That's fair. I, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's fair just as the all-encompassing term say, uh, not only the transfers and how many times it's used, but just to see kind of like the, the, the first performance of these transfers because, you know, obviously in years past it's not unheard of to have transfers, but you always kind of knew like you'd follow the one guy who was the big transfer. So I, I'm excited to, you know, see who who's where, and then you'll, you'll see a name pop up. You'll probably see several names pop up. You're like, oh, shit, that's right. That guy plays there yep. now. Yeah, yeah, and, and a, lot of, a lot of guys will be playing in like their sixth year, I think, as well. I yeah. think there might be even some sixth year, <laughs> sixth year players as well. So you just love to see it. But, hey, we made it. It's been a long off offseason, uh, but we appreciate you guys kind of hanging on with us through all the, the lead-up and build-up to this. But, yeah, I think moving forward, we're going to be watching the games, recapping the games, and previewing the games, and then sprinkling in the NIL storylines uh, that, that come along the way with that. So, so yeah, we, we've made it, Mike. Uh, we made right. it. Hey, I'm excited to see the live live mascots this weekend, Kyle. Thanks for oh, asking. Oh. Yeah, um, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what are you uh, looking forward to? You know, yeah, obviously the fans being back, and I know the capacities vary on whichever state and so on and so forth. I just give me – I hate Texas, but give me, like, Bevo on the sideline. Ralphie. Me, run, Ralphie, ooh, run. Yeah, there, it, see you through a little shade on Twitter at CSU because uh, somebody – I don't know if it was a CSU alumni or somebody just poked fun at like, how little Ralphie is, but, like, Ralphie's, like, a 
six months old or something. It's a baby buffalo. Like, he's still 300 pounds. Like, give him a break. Uh, and then so they quote tweeted it and then threw back a, a graphic of, like, a full-grown ram compared to a full-grown buffalo. And I was like, listen, nobody cares about your stupid rivalry because the Rocky Mountain Showdowns just see you wins every year. So, whatever. But, like, it, it's, fu- it's fun to see the jabs get thrown back and forth. But, yeah, live mascots, Kyle. We, we got a couple new ones. I know North Carolina State has the new uh, Tuffy, the new new puppy, Ugga. Ugga's always laying around like the lazy sack of shit in his doghouse. So, love to see it. Love well, it. Well, cool. I love it. Live mascots to keep an eye out. So, but uh, but yeah, with that, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna go. I think get some wings, drink some <laughs> beer, and get ready for this uh, four o'clock matchup between uh, North Carolina and Virginia Tech, and then uh, Michigan State later tonight. So, go uh, for me, uh, this is Kyle. I'll, I'll quit it with the bullshit. This is Kyle. No more Carl. No more skill. None of that. But yeah, <laughs> this is Kyle. And uh, with me as always is my beautiful co-host Big Mike, who's gonna be about fourteen beers deep by the time we're listening to this. So, uh, just prayer, thoughts, and prayers for him. Oh, hey, the only thoughts and prayers that are needed are on these. Beautiful beautiful aluminum cans buddy but hey i'll see you at the wing place bad day to be a beer so cool with that thank you for listening to name image podcast please do the whole like subscribe all that fun stuff uh keep an eye out for us on twitter at name image pod we're gonna be throwing out some polls and some different just little nuggets from the weekend and stuff so maybe we'll do a little live tweet from that uh, from that account for for some of these games so we're uh we're continuing to get better so i appreciate you guys for listening it's been a lot of fun and uh we made it so with that uh enjoy uh your weekend of college football love you